0: Ding dong.
1: The witch is dead? The witch is dead. Fitz, how's your wife?
2: Oh, that's a horrible segue. Ding dong, the witch
0: is dead. So, how's your wife? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: well, bye. That was not my intention. I am so sorry.
0: This is the RC Roundtable. A casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes well hello welcome everybody welcome back to the rc roundtable we're back after a little bit of a hiatus and joining me again as usual is lee ray
1: happy new year
0: and terry dunn hello there hey guys how was your holiday
1: you first, Festivus.
0: <laughs> do you remember it, Lee?
1: I
2: do.
0: Okay, just checking.
2: Uh-oh, are we going to have the airing of grievances?
0: <laughs>
1: I had to do that last year.
0: Well, <laughs> a strength. My whole. Was that?
1: No, I was going to say the whole year was a f- <laughs> an airing of grievances. <laughs>
0: yeah. You get a new soapbox for Christmas.
1: His brand spanking new.
2: <laughs>
1: the other one had like eight coats of paint on it, so I figured I'd start fresh. Twenty seventeen, especially with the new commander in chief coming into play.
2: Oh no! Don't get political.
0: No, oh, no, no politics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but that's what the that's what the masses want. <laughs> they want to air their grievances. too.
0: Uh, you get enough of that on the news, or oh, okay. just in so the newspaper. An
1: Anti political podcast. Yes, this is an escape. <laughs> yes. Okay, at least for me.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> for all of us. <laughs> well, well
1: I, I had a good year. How about you guys? Holiday.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, which year are you talking
1: about? <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it's it's, 2015, yes. right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I did too. We uh, typically travel over the holidays, but we did not this year, and it was nice just to be home. And uh, we actually had some great weather here, so I did some flying. And we had our first snow just a couple of weeks ago, which Ooh, is nice. probably about two months later than usual. Hmm. So, hooray.
0: Yeah. Same for me. I uh, took some time off and didn't go anywhere, just try to stay around the house and work on some projects and things. And I had a bunch of things planned. I got about a third of them done. So it's amazing how fast your vacation goes. Uh, anyways, but but speaking of holidays, would... My guys, what did you get for Christmas? What good stuff, hobby-related, did you do over the holidays?
2: Well, a long time ago, I stopped getting hobby-related gifts for Christmas and my birthday just because uh, I think I'm difficult to buy for. But I did get an Amazon gift card, and I used that to upgrade my uh, camera fleet. So I bought another Runcam 2. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I have a handful of different action cameras that I like to put on airplanes, but it was getting increasingly difficult to use a mixed fleet, so I think I'm going to try to homogenize and stick with the run game for a while, which probably means they're about to come out with another version and make me obsolete. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, that's the extent of my hobby acquisitions over the holidays.
0: Did you get a chance of flying new models or reviews over the holidays?
2: Um, Yes. The uh, Flightline Bearcat, and I've posted some pictures of that on the Facebook page, and I was pleasantly surprised by how well it flies. So I was expecting Warbird difficulties and had none. It flew great, right from the maiden flight. Well oh, awesome. Yeah, I like it. More details to come. Oh, good. I
0: look forward to it. How about you, Terry? Um, um, how about you, Lee? What do you got?
1: No, you you go ahead, Fitz. Me? I want to hear your... Yep. <clears throat> All I, right. We saw one of your gifts. It looked pretty awesome. I want to hear more about it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I had an actually pretty busy holiday. That's why I only got about a third of the stuff done I needed to do. Uh, somewhat like Lee, uh, I don't ask for model-related stuff for holidays. I just buy it for myself. Uh, so I I finally got the 3D printer finished and completed and so I spent some time actually printing out the first of the 3D airplanes that I purchased. And that Remind fun- me
2: which printer it was again?
0: This was uh, called the Prusa i3, made by Hictop. So Prusa is, I think, out of Poland or Czech or something. But it's sort of an open source printer, so a lot of people copy the design. Uh, and so this one was uh, roughly $340 printer that I had to assemble. It's got a large bed and uh really nice it's almost all metal. Uh it took about 3 nights to put together and uh but once it was together it actually worked pretty good. I didn't really have to do a lot to get it up and running. And so I spent once I had it running, I started printing out the file, the plane, the Spitfire mark whatever it was from the guys at 3D Labs. And uh, it's funny, they had a sale on some of their other planes, so I ended up picking up two more uh, since they were on sale for real cheap. Uh, so now I've got three planes that I can print out.
2: So when you buy something, are you just buying the files to be Correct. able to print it?
0: Yes, you just buy the files. You buy a whole suite of files. There's one big zip file has got all kinds of different files, the main files and then some specialized files and this and that. Uh, so, and... It was a bit of trial and error at first. The settings, they actually have a video to tell you how to set your printer up. And some of their settings are a little bit unusual since you're really printing a shell for the most part. And it took a little trial and error and some tweaking of the the settings to get the results I wanted. Uh, but once I did, I just basically set up all the modules and click print. And usually I'd start overnight or, or something and walk away and it would take Quite a few hours in fact i think it took something like between 20 and 30 hours to print all the parts to the thing uh but what's neat is they all go together using medium ca and actually builds really quick once you got all the pieces printed you just basically glue everything together with some kicker and within a half hour i think i had all the pieces glued together and had something look like an airplane
1: i know this is a little wild but have you calculated the price and I'm—I don't know how you'll, how you'll price electricity usage, but I mean, you've got a heated bed, right? Yeah. So I wonder what, like, the, the cost of the the uh, what do you? It's not glue. The plastic. What are you using for this? There's you talked about it before. Yeah, it's
0: a thermos plastic called PLA. It heats the plastic up and melts it.
1: So I mean, do you have an idea of how much it costs you in PLA and how? I mean, 24 hours running on a plus a heated bed, plus the electricity to run that thing back and forth, plus your computer that had to be on. I mean, I just kind of wondered if you would try to tally up a a price to build this thing.
0: Well, electricity would be pretty negligible. I haven't calculated it out, but I've got something like a, worst case, like a 300-watt power supply, and you're talking something around, what, maybe 15 cents a kilowatt hour. So that's one-third of 15 so you're talking what, about uh, 4 cents roughly an hour times 30 20 cents yeah, i would 25.
2: assume that's just noise compared to your material cost. yeah
0: that's just noise you are talking yeah you know 25 cents was electricity uh, the the fill of it, i use about a roll of it and i can get rolls from anywhere from 15 to 25 bucks so uh, I can get some locally for about fifteen bucks, and so it's that's about the cost of the of the plastic
2: for me. But you're not doing it to to save money. This is a technical experiment, I
0: assume. Yes. Yeah. I didn't do it for any cost saving. I just thought it'd be a very fun project. This
2: is, this is the gee whiz factor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is life in the 21st century. Let's
2: see what we can do. So, how are the control surfaces hinged?
0: There are used regular hinges. There's, in the file, in the design, there's slots already designed to put regular hinges in. So you just put CA or pin hinges in it. Okay.
2: Now, when you glue the parts together, does it fog up? No, it didn't.
0: And I printed it in in relatively clear plastic, and it did not fog up, which was really nice.
1: Interesting question, Terry. Yeah. (laughs) Some people may not realize that, you know, that, uh, you know. And C A does that. It sometimes creates that white film. But it, yeah, that's that's nice to know. It doesn't do that.
0: Yeah, it did not. And I was curious about the same thing. Maybe different kickers might, but this particular one didn't. Uh, it's plus you you paint over it anyways. You, know, you can spray paint the thing like it's like a plastic
2: model. Are you gonna paint yours?
0: Um, This one, I don't think so. After putting it together, I realized, you know, I should have put some lights in the thing. (laughs) It's all clear. A fully lit Spitfire, but pretty cool. If
2: you could do kind of a transparent paint, just tint it as if it were the camouflage colors, but still be see
0: through. They do make transparent colors. Tamiya makes it for plastic. In fact, I'm looking at one right now. It's a clear green. Uh, and I got a clear blue, clear green, I think there's a yellow, red, and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I hadn't thought about that.
2: You're welcome. So when's the maiden flight?
0: I don't know. I still have to put the electronics in it. It still needs to put the servos and the motor and battery pack on. Uh, I had to put it aside briefly to work on some other stuff, but
2: that's really what's all that remains is to install electronics. Okay, so what what are the dimensions and weight and all that?
0: All right. So some of the basic stats is it's got a 38-inch wingspan, and the empty weight of just the print is about 430 grams, which comes out to about uh, 13 ounces.
2: Okay. and So you figure another, what, seven ounces of gear? So it's not going to be a floater, but it should be just fine.
0: Yeah, the yeah, I don't it's yeah, don't expect it to float in like a butterfly, but the videos I've seen of it flying, it actually looks like it flies really well. It's actually pretty fast.
2: Okay. Now, from what I can tell, every part of the structure is printed. There's no plywood hard points in there, any sort of additional structure.
0: Correct. There's no wood that I could
2: tell or anything.
0: It's all 3D printed. Maybe a few screws here and there for to the bolt of the motor on, but that's it as far as I can tell. Okay. What about a hatch? Uh, there is no hatch. The wing comes off, but it looks like there's some sort of mechanisms to sort of make the wing easy to come on and off. It's like a sliding locking mechanism.
2: Okay. Good. I'm, I'm really impressed by the internal structure, which I, I don't know what you would call that for a spar, but...
0: Yeah, it's sort of this curving uh, spar... It doesn't have a spar per se, which I'll surprise. But it has, the ribs are, are not parallel and perpendicular to the wing. They sort of a sweeping arc, uh, which makes it easier to print. You can't print ribs normally, like you see in a like a built-up balsa plane. It's kind of a work of art. It's one of the reasons why I printed it in the semi-transparent, because it's just the internal structures are kind of captivating.
2: Yeah, you don't want to hide that if you don't have to.
0: Yeah. Whoever designed this did a Looks like they did a pretty good job of thinking out how to build a light and strong structure.
2: And there's a pretty reasonable thickness at the trailing edge of the wing.
0: Uh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, the trailing is pretty thin actually.
2: Okay. Well,
1: good. We need I want to find out detail. more about it. We need more detail pics.
0: Yeah, I'll send some more. And I, I took some videos and stuff building it and
1: whatnot. So. Did you uh, do a long. time
2: lapse of the
0: print? Uh, a little bit of the of the print. I did time lapse of building the printer as well.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, put them on the, the RC Roundtable Facebook po- uh, page. Sure. I'll, have you started anything else?
0: Yes. Um, well, I don't know if I've started, but I do have a new purchase.
2: Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I, I, I am now the owner of a 3DR Solo Pro.
2: Ah.
0: We talked about that uh, several episodes ago. It looks like Best Buy had them on sale again, and uh, after talking to another person in our field that has one, I decided to pick one up. Uh, It turns out this thing is really neat. Uh, As far if you are into if you're a bit of a techie or into hacking things, this is a a really nice drone because there's quite a few things I didn't know that it had, and that really sparked my interest in it and so at the price they were offering
2: it I just had to pick it up and see what I can do with it you can tell us what'd you pay for it 299 Wow and that's the version with the backpack
0: with the backpack yes the gimbal and all that and the gimbal yes backpack that's... gimbal some extra props
2: Now did you were you using a revolver or an automatic when you bought it at that price <laughs>
0: A face plasma rifle in a thirty watt range is what I was using. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but
2: no, that's really good. I mean if you compare that compare the features of the solo to the rest of the field and that price, it's just not even close.
0: What what a couple of things I really I found fascinating about it is that it in part it runs on a Linux operating system. Yep. On both the the drone and on a controller. And it's actually partially open source and you can get development kits for it and so you can write some of your own scripts in fact it's in the instructions that tell you yeah if you want to load your own scripts and whatnot here's how you do it and what and things and i i i didn't know it did that and that's awesome it also has a bunch of ports there's a usb port and a you can connect to the can bus and to uh i think some sort of serial bus and a few other things uh, for also extra expansion so you can literally it is a hackable drone. It was designed that way from the factory. So I, yeah. I there's a few things I, I, I might try doing with it at some point, just for giggles.
2: Have you flown it yet?
0: Yes, I have. It actually turned out to be somewhat useful. Uh, I don't think I've told you guys, but we're, we're looking for a new house to move into. And we went to one house to take a look at it, and I brought the drone with me. And we were curious about a part of the house we couldn't see the roof that was in it add-on extension and so i pulled out the drone and flew up and took a look around with it and i can take a look at took a look at and we could determine what kind of roof it had on it which was real nice
2: did you arouse any suspicion from the neighbors
0: no i was worried about that but no nobody said anything you know i, I okay. just took some distant shots of the property and whatnot just to get a good look at it uh but so far it, it's it's fun pretty good i haven't really had any issues I did, at the behest of a friend of mine, Or I ordered a new GPS module that they designed for it that picks up extra satellites. So I don't know how long yours takes to acquire satellites. Mine does take a little bit of time sometimes to get to satellites. I don't
2: remember it being abnormally long, but mm. it's been a while since I've flown it.
0: It's not huge, but it's, I guess it depends where you are. But this one supposedly will pick up Glasnost and ours and uh, was it Magellan or something like that? So basically, Russian, European, and American satellites all at once, and so it increases the precision of the of its positioning by a huge factor as well. So it's designed by one of the former engineers of the three D 3D, three D R company. Uh, but other than that, I think it's been a pretty good deal. I I still need to get a good GoPro for it. I used another camera I just tacked on that was okay, but I don't have a live downlink for it. So. Um,
2: yeah, that's one of the things I really liked about it, that the gimbal actually interfaces with the GoPro and you have camera controls through the transmitter.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm currently hunting down
0: a, a GoPro,
2: either a 3 Plus or a 4, to put on it. But
0: just right, cool. A good deal one. Uh,
2: I think you'll be happy with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to have a just my first real camera drone, so to speak. And uh, I'll see what kind of uses I can find for it. <laughs>
2: It's so funny I know what you're laughing about <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> I know you do we all know my first venture in first real <laughs> camera drone <laughs> yeah oh, yours, uh, ends up better than mine
0: yeah mine's still one piece for now hopefully it'll stay that way
1: well I yeah. sent those pieces to Terry so he got an early Christmas present <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh one he last
2: could, thing he could back over it with his car and it would still be better than your experience
0: <laughs> oh. ouch! Well, the last thing I did over the holiday that I thought was fun is I got a chance to fly the new Convergence. From, uh, oh yeah, new flight. The
2: VTOL plane.
0: Yeah, it's not mine, but it's funny. Two people in our club bought them, and they both ended up going out at the same day to fly them, and I happened to be out there, and uh, I, I was able to sweet talk one enough to let me try his. And it's a pretty interesting plane. It, it in hover mode, it flies like a. a Regular quad, uh, it has two modes apparently. Other than the forward flight and hover, but it also has sort of a, a so it has stability mode and then some sort of aerobatic mode. I forgot what they call it. And stability joke, mode, probably it's...
1: it's called let loose. Yeah, let loose. It
0: does too. It's funny because in stability mode, it's almost too stable. It's in hover, it's you got to move the stick around a lot to get it to go anywhere. Otherwise, it kind of stays where it wants. And in forward flight, it limits the bank angle to about forty-five degrees. So you got to sort of sort of force it to turn that kind of stuff the guys were were a little uh thrown for a loop for a second when we're trying to fly it around i was like it's kind of weird to fly but then you flip it into aerobatic mode and it makes things a lot easier uh but it makes it a little more difficult to hover because it's almost too sensitive in hover so i don't know if it has a third mode that's in between the two uh but it's a fun plane. Really you, hmm? you can play with the rates and things like that couldn't I, you Think so. I don't know all the details. They they just got them, so they hadn't really read all the manual. They, they just got enough to they just got <laughs> Man- to get this flying. Just <laughs> uh, under the bus. Yeah. Well, hey, I asked them a bunch of questions. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we just want to fly it. <laughs> so, but it is fun to sort of be in a hover and flip a switch and it goes into forward flight mode and you fly around like an airplane and it's pretty fast and you flip a switch and it kind of comes back. Now it has a little bit of a quirk. When you flip from hover to forward flight, there's sort of a, in a transition, it sort of oscillates or flutters on the elevons, and it did it consistently. And apparently, a lot of them do this. It seems like it was almost uh, wasn't quite tuned correctly uh, for that tra- that that brief period of transition. It didn't do anything bad. It just was odd. That's the best way to put
2: it. And that's it. a hands off process.
0: Yeah, it's hands off. You just flip a switch, and it slowly rotates the motors into forward flight. There's no intermediate intermediate mode, uh, and it'll adjust the throttle for you automatically, which was <laughs> a little alarming at first. It's like, why did it just throttle down like that? But then it goes back up.
2: Uh,
0: uh, All right. Well, it was, it was a, it's a fun plane. It's just really really clever design. Really neat to fly around. So,
2: can it be landed as an airplane, or does it have to come in as
0: vertically? Apparently not. Uh, it can, I guess, if you really have to, but they recommend you don't do that. It could damage it or break a prop or something. Uh, and so you have to land it in hover mode. And I understand some people have gotten into trouble where they fly around an airplane until the battery's almost dead. And then they try to hover it, and it just falls out of the air because there's no power to hover. It takes more power to hover than to fly in forward flight. And so you have to be really careful of how long you've been flying it before trying to go back into hover mode. So you be real the instructions
1: don't tell you to just reach out and, and grab it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think their lawyers would have told them no. Don't do that.
1: They don't read popular mechanics. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, enough of my rambling, Lee. It's your turn.
1: I had a, I had a pretty good Christmas. I I think, like Terry, I kind of I don't expect uh, much hobby stuff anymore. But uh, at our Christmas party for our club, I. Won a couple of uh, gift certificates at my local uh, hobby shop and uh, one at a, sh- a shop I hadn't been uh, to before. But uh, I went up and picked me up the uh, E-Flight UMX Corsair. So I had fun with that in the neighborhood. It's it's a it's a quick little plane. So is that I'm,
2: AS3X or is it? It
1: is not- it is AS3X. <laughs> um, it's 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 fun. It's quick. Uh, Rip the gear off off the third or fourth flight, but it doesn't really need it. So uh, yeah, we enjoyed that. The kids like it. And uh, for my birthday in October, my kids got me a well, Austin got me a World Tech Toy Rogue Drone. (laughs) And I knew Terry. I'd already told you guys about it. It's it's actually really fun. I know Terry. You said you had some problems with World Tech Toys, or at least one you got your hands on.
2: it was one of my topics in our Worst Model Ever episode. I was 0 for 2 with mine. And I know somebody else who had one that was DOA. But I'm glad your experience is different.
1: Well, I've really enjoyed mine. And it, it flies better than some others I've had my hands on. <clears throat> cough, cough, hint, hint. And uh, Santa picked up two that he obviously had stored somewhere in the back of his shop and gave one each to my boys. And I think the the best part was... You know, Austin took to it like nothing. He he was all ready for it. But Ryan complained. You know, he was his comment was, Why did Santa give me this? I can't fly this thing. You know, he was like kinda of complaining. But we the all three Apple of us would not up.
2: fall far from the tree, does it?
1: <laughs> oh Well, he went out there and he was watching Austin I fly and he got that thing and he was flipping it within I don't know, two or three flights. And he loves it now. So I picked up some larger uh, larger batteries, you know, f- physically larger, more capacity batteries from Amazon. I got this nice little five-pack plus a charger. And, you know, the kids took to that, too. And they work well. They fit well. Uh, really good flight time. So we've been out there having fun with these little things. So when you keep teasing me that I don't fly multirotors and stuff, this is, this, the gyro on these, really nice. They're very stable. So very impressed. And... But that's not all. Uh, my wife surprised the heck out of me, and I think I put the post on our uh, RC Roundtable Facebook page, but uh, I, I reported one of us got our hands on a uh, the new Flightline Tiger Cat, and my wife handed me a little copy from like the receipt that she ordered. She ordered the uh, second, what do you call it, the second release, I guess, because they're sold out. And I will have a Tiger Cat here, I guess, in the next week or two. And I'm right. super excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, nice. You lucky bastard. Ah, oh, I feel lucky. My friend Wally uh, finished his. He did his in a Blue Angels paint scheme. Put a number 8 on it. <laughs> it's really nice. So I'm, I'm hoping... I told him to keep that thing flying until I get mine so we can do some passes, you know, at our field. But, yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to make mine look like the uh, the current background image on our RC Roundtable, the Hello Kitty the marine hello kitty so yay i will be the proud owner of a tiger cat and it's it's got to be like the hottest think about it guys it must be the hottest uh, kit this year or for christmas because now it's on the cover of model aviation
2: yeah i you saw know? that the video was released in the last day or two check it out
1: yeah i mean it's that's just got to be the winner so I'm, I'm trying to think you know if you want to have a little topic on that name name some kits that just stole the market you know, or for for the holiday season, or just kids that were just you know too difficult to get your hands on. This has got to be one of them. I'll I'll remember. Anything else that comes to mind?
0: Wait, are you saying it's it's a Cabbage Patch kid of? I would
1: <laughs> fights
2: were
0: well, breaking out in hobby
1: shops. I, I was going to do the Tickle Me Elmo, but if you want to say Cabbage Patch Kids fits, that's fine. <laughs> sure.
0: Oh yeah, I guess I'm showing my age. Yeah, the Tickle Me Elmo. That's that's something
1: people can relate to. Or, or it's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. <laughs> of
2: <laughs> oh, wait, you guys are doing Tickle Me Elmo? as a modern reference?
1: <laughs> no, I just
2: <laughs>
0: speaking of Tickle Me Elmo. It was funny. We were oh, in a, you, when it came out. Some friends and I were in a store. We saw that, and I said, "Hey, it's the drug addicted Elmo." Uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're when you're on uh not rehab, but uh when you've got off drugs and you're sort of your body is reacting to not having your drugs, it sort of shakes and shimmers and Gotcha. You don't get it. <laughs> oh come on.
1: <laughs> anyway, back to airplanes.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, Terry, where's that mute button uh,
1: again? Oh man. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. Uh, tiger cat. Woohoo. Should <laughs> yeah. have just stopped, we yeah. just stopped there. We should just stop right there. <laughs>
2: Wait, hold on. I have Tiger Cat comments. Oh, okay. Go. Can we continue? Right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, if my experience with the Flightland Bearcat is any in indicator, I think you're going to like this model a lot. But I want to give you a word of advice: that dark blue airplanes are hard to see. So when you're doing your color scheme, keep that in mind. Give yourself some visual references.
1: Put a nice stripe under one of the wings.
2: Something a big pink polka dot. Something <laughs> from scale if you have to, but you want to be able to see that thing. Pretty, pretty sure it's I so said wet.
1: white stripe and not pink polka dot, Terry. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you
2: know, it might be different with the tiger cat because it's got the outboard engines. It might give a easier profile. But that bear cat can turns into a big black blob pretty easily. <laughs>
0: flying silhouette.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Speaking of polka dots, wasn't there a B-24 formation plane that had polka dots all over it?
2: Yeah, there was the one that rallied all the planes, right? Yeah. Before or that. I guess that was a thing, that they would get the war weary B-24s and use them as the... I forget what they were called, but yeah, they would help They'd gather everybody together before they went across.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's real goofy looking. You're like,
1: why the hell did he do that? But
0: it's, it was really easy to see.
1: <laughs> I'm not going with that scheme.
0: <laughs> oh come on, live a little.
1: <laughs> now we can take a break.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's take a break and we'll be
1: right
2: back. Ah!
0: So, guys, did you hear that Hobby People is apparently going out of business?
2: No. I did see that.
0: Yeah. After 40-something years, apparently they're they're closing up shop or they've already closed up their uh, storefronts and are basically blowing out all their inventory, mail order, uh, reduced prices, which was a big surprise to hear that. They've, They've been around for a long time. And uh, I've actually been to some of their stores when I was out visiting California. I usually made a point to stop by and take a look at They usually have some pretty nice stores. And that's really surprising.
2: Yeah, that's a shame. Another one bites the dust.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got a, a short story I remember about them. Uh, way back, many moons ago, a dozen jobs ago, I used to work out in California uh, and do stuff. And I was out walking through some offices, and I see one guy has his model airplane under his desk, a new-in-a-box plane of some sort. And it stopped me in my tracks, of course, and I started talking to him. And it turns out that this guy, his brother-in-law, if I remember correctly, was like the VP of hobby people or something like that.
2: But back and, then it would have been Hobby Shack. Right. Uh, no, it was still hobby people.
0: This was okay. late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it was still hobby people. And, and so he was a real nice guy. And I said, well, hey, if your brother is uh, such high up, can you give me a deal on an airplane or something? He goes, yeah, sure. What do you want? <laughs> so, he, so he ended up, I actually am buying a kit from him. I bought a nice, uh, was it was like an extra 300 or something for a pretty good price and uh, flew great. Uh, so that was it's funny, the people he run into, and so I am sorry to see him go. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts, Lee.
1: Well, there's a hobby people up near my sister-in-law's house that she visits a lot. I actually kind of talked her into it. Her son got into RC trucks.
2: Doesn't your sister live in Austin? Dallas. Uh, okay. Well, that's not a hobby people then. Maybe you're thinking hobby town. Because hobby people had Southern California and Las Vegas stores.
1: Yeah. I really think in Hobby Town yeah Dallas, I think so or... uh, you're right it's Hobby Town <laughs> so no I have no comment <laughs> I don't know now, if I've ever
2: your new Cessna wasn't that a Hobby Shack kit Hobby Shack that is the predecessor to Hobby People they were Hobby Shack for a long time and then yeah. turned to Hobby People at some point but that was one of their popular kits
1: for a while so do I get to call them to complain about the <laughs> the build on that thing <laughs> you better hurry <laughs>
0: Yeah, they were known for uh, the global distributors, the Magnum engines, and at one time, Airtronics. So right. they, they had a pretty big stake in some of the obvious stuff, but they lost their electronics they had some neat
2: electric airplanes for a while. The, the wattage planes were, were pretty good.
0: Yeah. Had, some, of pretty good. some of them were pretty good. Some of them were pretty good. Their Phase 3 F-16 was actually a pretty
1: fantastic little flyer. Oh, Yeah. I forgot about that
2: and the squall. I think a lot of people like that one.
1: Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes! That the phase three came from them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Remember that uh, P thirty eight? Like that was them.
1: Did not even link the two together, my friends. I think I just acquired these. You know, at swap meets or something. Never, you never even. You were such yeah. a fan. Never crossed my mind. No, because I I have a phase three uh, F sixteen in my workshop. So I yeah. have them to thank, right? Yes, you do. indirectly. Oh, okay. I've got And got again, more. again, you better hurry. Uh, yeah, I'll send it out right after this podcast.
2: But they were big mail order for a while, and you know they had the storefronts. But they were one of the main players, and it seems like they've been slowly fading out for a while. But I still hate to see them go, and I'm sure all the people that use them as a local hobby shop really hate to see them go.
0: Yeah, yeah, they were pretty common. They had, they had about a dozen hobby shops, I think, in the area in the California area.
2: Yeah, I think they had a couple in Las Vegas as well. Mm. Yeah. Did they? note any reasons
0: uh i I didn't see any reasons it was speculation i think the owner died this month earlier this month and some people are speculating that the loss of airtronics didn't help either Uh, paul bender yeah paul bender he apparently passed away last week or so or a couple weeks ago
1: Uh, it said recently passed away and that was posted on january 11th so yeah yeah
0: and then losing their electronics distributorship probably uh, was another
2: hit, and then yeah. maybe a soft soft holiday. Who knows. Well, almost none of this stuff is made in America, but I think it's another good reason to to buy locally when you can, and when you can't, do that buy from a U.S.
1: dealer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I found a thread. I guess we can post on our page. Um, people talking about it. On RC Group, so hmm. pass on the link. There's a lot of interesting comments. I
0: don't know what to say other than they'll be missed, I guess.
1: We got some unfortunate news uh, from our buddy Keith Sparks, uh, a pilot we hang out with a lot at best, passed away January 1st. Um, we called him Colonel Dave. His name was uh, David Graben. And I-, I was telling Keith and Tom Blakeney. You know, through some messages, private messages, and uh, once they were posting information about his passing, uh, I wish I had spent more time with this guy. Uh, I love the fact that there's a great thread on RC groups so, of uh, it was a it was an event actually an event page people were posting on, and um, when he passed away, they they changed it over to the Colonel David Graben Memorial Electric Flight Festival. So. It's for the St. George, Utah event in September, and there's uh, a lot of tributes uh, pouring into this man, and And gosh, he was extremely interesting, a retired U.S. Air Force pilot, uh, flew all kinds of stuff, uh, the F-86, the F-105, uh, <laughs> well-known, I guess, did several talks with us about a, a little a little uh, accident he had in a T-33 where he kind of ran out of runway when he, a door on the T-33 opened up while he was taken off. Uh, but there's a great picture of him here next to it. So, but uh, he he was a great guy. He got me interested in the DuraFly Vampire, which we've talked about before, and I'm sure I mentioned his name. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, they were going through his hangar. He has a, uh, I guess, what do you call those community hangars off a runway. And uh, my gosh, he has a lot of models. And I'm looking at pictures of these things, and he just was a Avid, avid aviation pioneer. Um, Tom and Keith are going through his stuff and, and looking through it. And I told him I would love to get his Vampire if, if his family's selling it because I I think that'd be something I'd love to fly at best this year in, in honor of him. So I know they're they're trying to help the family out and going through his stuff. But if if you get a chance, we'll have the link on our RC Roundtable page on Facebook and hopefully in the uh, website too. But just, just read about this man. He was such a nice guy, always laughing, always friendly, brought some really nice planes out. And and Tom posted a picture of this uh, – gosh, give me a second here. I'm just trying to scroll through because I'm not familiar with this plane. But it's a, a huge seaplane that Tom Blakeney um, test flew for him. It's called a, a, a Soient, S-O-L-E-N-T. Yes. Oh, that thing is pretty. Beautiful plane, so – dearly miss this guy and uh we'll we'll definitely have something to talk about come best again when we uh we do a flight for him
0: do you know if you ever wrote a book or anything on his experiences
1: i i'm looking i don't see anything like that but i, mean, I think if you were a friend of his boy did you get an earful I'm, oh yeah <laughs> he yeah. just <laughs> he seemed to have a lot of stories and, and you know he's got like three planes in his hangar i don't know what this uh this one is here this twin this army twin i don't know if you guys know what it is Full-scale airplanes. Yeah, I think it's a
0: Beechcraft, yeah. isn't it? An old, an old, old Beechcraft radial engine. The uh, like uh, Beech 18. Uh, kind of looks I like a Beech 18, but it may not be. It looks a lot like that.
1: Well, very. Very interesting guy. I'm, one thing I mentioned to you guys earlier was that he's <laughs> he ejected from an F-105, and like there's a list of pilots who have ejected safely from an F-105, and I'm sure that was an interesting story too.
0: Yeah, those so. those guys lived a hard life flying those things in Vietnam. I mean, it's, there's probably more guys that ejected from them that didn't.
1: <laughs> there you go. And someone posted, this is interesting, someone posted a video of uh, Colonel Dave, that's what we call him, uh, yeah. flying an F-86 in formation during an air show. So Yeah,
2: he did so much stuff. It was amazing to be around the guy to yeah. listen to his stories. Well, we, he wasn't one of those guys who had a story about everything and made you sit through them. I mean, you were on the edge of your seat listening to this guy talk about stuff. And it seems like no matter what we brought up, he had a story about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, next time we have Keith Sparks on, we should ask him about it, because I know Sparks
1: has heard a lot of the stories and can recall them pretty good. Oh, it'll be yeah. an all-episode about Colonel Dave, I yeah. bet.
2: Cause... That's fine.
1: <laughs> exactly. He, he
2: was the first guy I've ever heard talk negatively about flying a P-51. Do you guys remember that? We ran into him at the SWAT meet last year. Oh, he, that's right. He was yeah. talking about what a dog the P-51 is. <laughs> yeah. Like, no,
1: tell me. Tell me if you can share that. I'd love you to hear it. don't remember I didn't... that? No, he I don't. He would say
2: when he was flying them at high speed, the controls would get real heavy and he couldn't do anything with it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they were boosted, I guess.
2: And that stuck in my mind because I've never heard anybody talk negatively about P 51s.
1: He was not a fan. I, I mean, and I'm not trying to be critical here. I don't know what he was flying about. He's not a very tall guy. So, no,
0: he's I mean, a little guy, yes.
1: He's a little guy. So, um, you know, that might be something to do with the way the, the cockpit was designed in the P 51. But boy, he was, uh, when he wasn't in height, he sure was in. Uh, Wonderful, satired <laughs> stories. Yeah,
0: he was very much larger than life for such oh, a small person. We were talking about the swap meet. I have a funny story related to that. Uh, uh, you guys remember that the white jet I picked up at the swap meet, the Weatherford swap meet, the white, the big uh, one, yeah, the big one, uh, Sonic ninety, I think it's called. Uh, so I was at last year at Best Fly in. I was flying it around and had a good flight with it. And was walking back to the pits with it. And I walked past Colonel Dave and I overhear him saying something about that, that he said, oh yeah, I have that plane and I never could get it to fly right or or, uh, take off right or something. I had all kinds of problems with it. (laughs) And I stopped and I said, Colonel, this is your plane. I bought it from you at the swap meet. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, oh yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh, Speaking of, that was another steal.
0: Yeah, It was. He gave me a really good price on that. He, he basically gave it away almost. Uh, and it did need some TLC to get it up and flying, but I eventually got it flying. It's a pretty nice plane. Uh, so I thought it was funny. He had forgotten he sold it to me. <laughs> but he had a lot of planes. I bet that's easy for him to do because if you saw the pictures of his hangar and stuff, he's got a lot. I thought I had a lot of planes. He's, he's, he was swimming in them.
1: I mean uh, it it's it's an amazing collection. There's some really good stuff. Hey, probably stuff from hobby people in there too. <laughs> <laughs> probably. For sure. <laughs> well, he will be sorely missed and uh, we'll definitely let you guys know if uh, there there was a private ceremony for him. I talked to Tom Blakeney, and uh so this family kept it private, but they did say they they tried to get you know some people together and and it, it's possible I don't, I don't know for sure that uh, we'll be able to, to follow up on this in March when we hopefully see Tom for the, uh, is it SAE?
0: Yes, SAE Heavy Lifting? Design, yes.
1: Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, the event up there in March, the first first or second weekend in March, and uh, you know, we'll get some more information about Dave. He was definitely an interesting guy and, and worth, worth talking about. Very well said. Uh, been on <laughs> It's kind of like your surprise about hobby people. This is, this. I don't know, this may or may not be a surprise for Terry, but he'll just love it. So I've been on a discussion on the Hobby King uh, thread in RC groups, and I was looking at some pricing on maybe some motors and realized that they had changed the website a bit. And one thing that <laughs> a bit? came, uh, yeah. There's, well. a, there's a whole thread of people have
0: been. R- raging about the new website that they all hate it. Kind of
1: well, I think the one thing I've noticed, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to it right now, and this is li- happening live, is that the autoplay wasn't on anymore. <laughs> that really ticked me off, <laughs> where it would just start playing a video while I was going to the website. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else has got that complaint, but Wait, that looks to be turned off. You like the but- autoplay? No, I did not. It's oh, like okay, it kept okay. auto-playing on me. Every time I'd get to the site, I'd have to quickly roll over to the video thing and turn it off because it would just start playing without, you know, hmm. me turning it off. Anyway, I, I digress. Um, well, it's, it's a little different. I don't think it's that drastic. But the one thing I did notice is that I used to do uh, sort items that were available either in the West or East warehouse. Well, there was no choice anymore. It just said U.S. warehouse and so i just happened to go to the hobby king uh, forum and read that the us the us east warehouse is closed
0: well, they closed it
1: they they closed the arkansas website they are the the arkansas warehouse interesting so there's only the california warehouse now just fyi
0: hmm
1: so I had been talking with some other guys about it. now. Some people got their packages at the beginning of the year, but it it appears that uh, on or around January third, they are no longer shipping stuff out of there.
0: So I presume they're gonna move everything to the west that was there. Correct.
1: Hmm. That's, I know it's gonna affect you know Terry deeply. You'll be okay, buddy.
2: I need a tissue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there you go. If you've if you've been to the site and you're noticing there's no choice anymore, it's there's only one warehouse at this time.
2: Interesting. I didn't know that.
1: There you go. And mm. I can give you that link right now to that thread.
2: So what's the bigger picture? Let me rephrase that. Why should we care?
1: Because like if you were here in Texas, you could get stuff that in a very short amount of time from Arkansas. Uh. Two, yeah, maybe two days. I think for us, so, it
0: was the shipping was cheaper and it was
1: faster. Yeah, I think I was paying like six, seven bucks for shipping on, you know, $50, 100 stuff. So it wasn't that bad. Now, I haven't done a price comparison, and I don't think we've gotten that far in conversation. So I just wonder if it will be a lot more expensive coming from the mm. West Coast. I will do some research and get back to you.
2: So when you want counterfeit goods right now... E. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Does, do you know what Terry? Does Fitz <laughs> have something he he grudges about? Like you know, I maybe grudge about multi rotors. You grudge about Hobby King. Anything on uh Yeah, Fitz, what's your beef, yeah, man? Yeah, what's your beef, Fitz? You want to know what I rage. really hate?
0: You want to know what really caused me to nerd? There's two things that caused me to nerd rage.
1: We just need one. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> what grinds your gears? Uh,
0: all right, this one is more hobby related than the other one. The the videos that people are post. Hey, I got a new plane. Here's a video of the flight of it. I thought, hey, that's neat. I'll go take a look at this new model. And it's a GoPro on a hat. Yeah. I I I want to punch the monitor when I see that. Oh look, or I think a it's a phone. Pixel flying. Oh, there's a Pixel there. Yeah. Oh wait. What
2: was that, Terry? Or it's a cell phone video. Or it's a cell phone video. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I've been to events where people are taking videos with their cell phone, and I'm like, are they ever really gonna watch that? <laughs> yeah.
0: As good as the, the GoPro is, once you get past about twenty feet away, it's 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 useless, unless you're yeah. taking landscapes. Uh, so that... Or
1: it, it made it even worse, like if it's a GoPro on a hat, and yeah. you hear him going, like, "Oh no, oh no," and all you see is a little black dot just slowly <laughs> going down. <laughs> <laughs> like what's happening? <laughs> Tell us more, <laughs> please, people,
0: for all humanity, stop it with the GoPro and a hat. Unless you're recording <laughs> your transmitter, stop it with the GoPro and a the hat. There, I'm off my
2: soapbox. That's pretty subtle. What's your other one? My other one? Yeah.
0: Oh, people who don't turn their friggin' cell phones sideways when they're recording video.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I know it's probably
2: portrait videos. That's yes. A
0: thing. Portrait videos annoy the, 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 the heck out of me. Yeah. That's, what are my pet peeves? Other than that, how life is peachy.
2: Okay. Well, I guess so, yeah, if those are your worst beefs, you're doing all right.
1: Yeah. They call that vertical video syndrome.
2: Yeah.
0: Have you seen the video with the puppets on that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to send you. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to, yeah. Do we need to share that with everybody?
0: You put, put that on the Facebook page.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sending you that link so you can, you know, share, share your grievances. <laughs>
2: and I guess I have to admit then that I shoot a lot of video with a run cam on my hat.
1: And Fitz has been really wanting to yell at you this whole time. I guess this yeah. is
2: a subtle hint. Don't show them to me. I didn't want to say it me. to my face. <laughs> but in my defense, I usually edit out and just use the close pass footage.
0: Yeah, and that's so. fine. That's like, I understand if you got a close pass footage or, you know, and some close up stuff, but there's some videos that it's the whole video. And so once you yeah. go past takeoff, there's no point in watching it anymore.
1: Okay, so if okay, our listeners so... want to make Fitz happy and use a GoPro hat, please find a good editor and just keep everything from takeoff to, like, landing. There you go, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or if you want to make him mad. <laughs>
1: just yeah. Only yeah. use the video when it's far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and fly really far away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's, in the old... One of the video games, the, the, uh, Grand Theft Auto, I can't remember which one. It was the one that took place back in the 80s. It's like a Miami Vice vibe to it. And you can run around listening to the radio. And there was a video game advertisement on the radio. It's basically these kids all excited that their, their blue dot can attack the white dot or something
2: like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like the ET game. It's yeah. Like Atari. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, now that we're on the video topic, what's your take on music in airplane videos? Because I always put music in mine. Since all my airplanes are electric, all you're going to hear is wind noise mm. anyway. But a lot of people really prefer to have no sound on
1: their airplane videos. Yeah, Do we want to have that discussion? Because you know that's my pet peeve about Mike Label's B24 video. And you know I've gotten into heated conversations with people posting comments on that.
0: Why? What's... An- could you elaborate? Oh, I guess I forgot. Oh. Refresh
2: me.
1: You, of course, you know because you remember I was getting mad because people were criticizing my video, that maiden flight video that is like the most hits I have over a hundred thousand, and all these people were commenting saying I wish I could have just heard the engines and not your music, and so I was getting all this criticism, and so I took your raw footage from your camera, and oh. posted a link at the end of the video saying if you want to hear the engines, click on this video.
2: nobody's clicking because I I, I don't think I got many hits on mine
1: now in defense of what you just said Terry I'm a big believer in adding music to a flight video because you're right if it's in especially if it's in flight it's just humming and whatever and in fact going back to our earlier very beginning conversation in this podcast you talked about getting another run cam yeah well I, I I had a run cam that I bought it failed I got another one and the microphone failed so then I bought a third, and Runcam sent me a replacement board for the second one. Hmm. (coughs) Um, So I basically have two Runcams now, but one of them, the microphone's still really bad. I don't care. I I usually dub music over it anyway. So, you know, they're perfect for that. If you're doing, like, little music in-flight videos, you don't need a good microphone. You shouldn't.
0: Hmm. Uh Right. this is something I've kind of mulled over too since I also produce videos. And typically I will add music to my videos, but I will try to stick a balance and I'll occasionally, uh, cut the, the music out if there's something I think it might be interesting to hear. Maybe a, a, a high speed pass or a The thud or when something. it hits the ground. The thud when it hits the ground. <laughs> we want that in full, uh, surround sound with no music so you can get the full effect of the pieces crashing and that kind of stuff so uh so if you if you listen carefully to some of my videos you'll notice that the music will occasionally go in and out uh for certain scenes uh but I, I too have gotten every once in a while i might get a criticism about having music in the video but and i also try not to have the music too loud too i've seen some videos when music's really loud uh so i, I but i think it's also kind of boring not to have music in it and just watching a plane flying around it's not as yeah. interesting
1: so, Terry, what will be your PSA for our listeners on videos and music?
2: Do what you like and forget about everybody else.
1: That's very good.
2: Can't please everybody.
1: Nope, you can't. But if they want to please you.
2: Um, like Fitz, I, I like a balance. I would rather have music than silence, but I don't care to hear wind noise. And if it's a gas engine or something that actually makes a sound, that doesn't bother me. Then it can actually, there's some really neat sounding engines. But yeah, I think the rule is that there are no rules. That's true.
0: But if you watch TV shows, there's almost always music in some form. Unless you're watching uh, some nature program, you're going to have some sort of music. Sometimes it's cued up to that particular type of action that you're watching.
2: Yeah, and I wish that I saw things differently or that I was more open about it for the stuff that I make because inevitably I end up spending most of my video production time trying to align the music with scene changes and things like that. Mm. I weigh myself down on stuff that most people probably wouldn't care about. But again, I'm doing it for me more than Mm. anything else.
1: Well, but you... You are careful how you post it because a lot of people, you know, you're doing it as a reviewer. So I don't think it's just for you.
2: Um, in terms of the final product, yeah, I want it to be something I'm proud of, but I, I don't have a list of qualifications that it has to meet to, you know, to be well received. Okay. That makes any sense? Gotcha. To me, my only qualifier is that I like it when it's done. If I think it's good, then I'm willing to put it out there, knowing that other people probably won't like it for one reason or another.
1: I think on the whole, your videos are very good. So, Well, thanks.
2: I wasn't fishing for compliments, but I'll take it.
1: Okay. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Fitz, well, well, we'll get back to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I know what I'm not wanting.
1: Have you posted any recent videos, Fitz?
0: Uh, I did for something. Oh, yeah, I have the, the new hacker vector. And I posted the build video for that, and I'm currently working on the flight video. So the build video went up like a week or two ago. So I got that, and I got some more in the queue that I'm working on.
2: And the funny thing is that most people probably don't know is that you kind of have an alter ego, both on this show and in your videos. Alter ego?
1: You talking about Dr. Me? Jekyll, <laughs> Mr. Hyde? You know what I'm talking about, right, Lee? <coughs>
2: Fitz is um, very laid back and reserved, but when like you right get a microphone now. in front of you, you get silly, <laughs> and it's fun to see that side of you.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you this: you guys will get a kick out of my 3D printer build video that I'm working on.
1: Good. Oh yeah, you right, will I'm get a kick
0: out of it. Or you'll think, Were there
2: costumes involved?
0: <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Uh. Or you think I've pyrotechnics. lost my mind? No pyrotechnics. <laughs> I'm thinking. No, there any pyrotechnics in this one? No. But there is a little bit of pyrotechnics in my uh, hand launch glider video, which whenever I get around to finishing it.
2: Hand
1: launch glider? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You said too much. <laughs> okay, just for fun, I got I got to say this. I'm I. Quickly jumped over to the Hobby View uh, YouTube channel, and I love the fact that I'm seeing round cells used as weights to hold down your wing while you glue it. <laughs> That's their best use these days. <laughs> yeah, they're still good for something. <laughs> Kids are going, What are these things? Are those bottle rockets? <laughs> they're
0: M80s. <laughs> A whole tube of firecrackers.
1: There you go. Hmm. So are we done for this episode? Have, um, we, have we shared enough with our listeners? I think There's so. Things?
0: I think uh, let's wrap it up with one last thing. I think we we talked about, uh, and that's our New Year's resolutions. Oh, we got a new whole new year coming up. What do you guys? What's on your list of things that you need to do for this year?
1: I got to get flying. I have not flown in several months. I have just been so busy with, uh, like, after Christmas, my son and I, he's in Boy Scouts, we went on a winter camp for a week. So you know, I was kind of hoping to go hit the field, but no, no, I had to go on a campout. So, uh, yeah, I just need to get to the field. But we just had some terrible weather now, and it's not, not the best time you know, with uh, with heat. I don't know. I'm sure Lubbock's pretty bad with uh, snow and mm-hmm. stuff, but. I need to get out there. So I, I will try to at least get to my field once a month and and bring like more than three planes. So that's that. But I, you know, I think the big one for me is I want to see you guys a couple of times. So hopefully we'll, we'll get to do the gig in March.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, we talked about the videos. My resolution is to see if I can find a way to produce videos faster. That's been my uh, main thing I, I really want to do. And also, probably, to learn how to hover. (laughs) I'm still terrible at trying to hover an airplane. I thought I'd try to practice more hoverbatic kind of stuff, just for giggles. With the Vector? Yeah, yeah. Vector seems like a good good plane to do it with. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, I I had some fun with it, and I'm moderately okay, but I need to get a lot better at it.
2: Do you have indoor options now? For flying uh
0: not that i know of I, I keep hearing rumors and whispers that there's some people that fly indoors somewhere here in houston but i've never been able to nail it down interesting how about you terry what you got um
2: well i'm perfect as it is so <laughs> i can't really think of anything that, that i would change about me um
0: learn how to walk on water better
2: Yeah. yeah, Were getting your feet wet? Getting the the soles of my shoes wet. Um, (laughs) But seriously, I I don't know. I I can't think of anything big. If anything, maybe... (laughs) I don't know how to phrase this, but it seems like everything that I suggested to Lee last year bit him in the butt. So... So, I don't know how to approach that better this year.
0: So, how about you just leave Lee alone and let him (laughs) falter his own? That must
2: be it. I just let him do his own thing and stop trying to pressure him into (laughs) (laughs) new stuff. There was the the quadcopter, and I think the first one went okay, but the second one one I gave you was a huge disaster. And then I highly recommended the RunCam 2 to, to you, and that I guess it ended well, but was a rough it path well. to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm leery about suggesting anything to you anymore.
1: Well, I just, so, I think, I don't know if you saw it, but just for fun, I did shoot a video of me fixing the uh, neighborhood fountain with the run cam on my hat. So I, figured, <laughs> I figured that's really for fits. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys are gonna be trolling me now, aren't
1: you? Uh, no, but I, you know, in uh, Terry's defense, the run cam has been nice. I like having the the iPhone Wi-Fi adapter. You know, being able to, to set the image. But you did good, Terry. Just I think it was just that that one particular quad gave me trouble. But other than that, I always appreciate your your input. So don't stop, don't start giving me advice.
2: Okay, but I feel bad when it, it's like when you have people friends come to town. And you're like, oh, let me take you to this restaurant that I just love. And you go there, and it's the worst experience you've ever had in that restaurant. Mm. That's how I feel every time I tell you I like something.
1: But you know what? I keep coming back for more, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Stick it's okay. up for punishment. Huh? Yeah.
2: All right. Well, that's my only resolution, to be uh, a better friend.
1: <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> well, we'd like to hear you guys uh, out there, what your resolutions are. If you got some really cool Christmas presents? Uh, if there's a plane on the horizon that you're hoping to get, and you know, and also if there's any planes that you'd like to add to our little list of uh, what was what have been the like really popular kits that sold out quickly and stuff like that and we'll need to we'll need to start a little thread on our facebook page on that one so welcome to 2017
0: <laughs> i look forward to a, another fun filled year of messing with you guys <laughs> Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions and listen to our other great podcasts. Those who live in Las Vegas can listen to us over the radio at the all-new Magic 97.9 FM, LP, Las Vegas.